Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast where we talk all things that are most dear to the heart. I'm Bobby Houston, co-senior pastor of Hillsong Church and founder of the Color Sisterhood. I'm passionate about seeing all people find Jesus as Saviour and gain a revelation of their value in Him and then rise up to make a stand for justice in the earth. This is a place that you'll hear from me, the Color Sisterhood team and some of our beloved friends. To find out more and stay up to date, please visit bobbyhouston.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Good morning. It's 10 o'clock. Amen. And I love this. The first person I'm seeing is Mel Z. Kays. Beautiful. Love that. Good morning. Can't believe it's 10 o'clock. Can't believe that I'm live and can't believe that I'm seeing you girls. So if everything is good, like I say every week, why don't you just give me a little bit of a thumbs up so that I know that I'm online in place in Jesus' name. Amen. Beautiful. Um, yes. Hold on a minute. Hold it. Oh, gosh. I don't do anything with that. Sorry. How are you? Shall we start again? Praise the Lord. Good morning. And um, already I can see over 600 of you quickly coming, rushing to your table or your lounge room or some of you might be in the bathroom. I don't know. Got your family organized. And so here we are at uh, Sisterhood number. Girls, do you know what number it is? It's eight weeks. Can you believe it? Eight weeks of doing it in Jesus' name. I'm going to pray for us. Is that all right? So, um, Praise God. Grab your coffee. Grab your Bible. Amen. Praise the Lord. Father God, I just thank you that it gets to be Thursday again. I thank you that it is a beautiful day in the neighborhood, Father God. And despite what might surround us in the natural, whether we're here in Australia, up in Indonesia, across in Perth, any part of Australia, or whether we're watching on from other places, because I know lots of girls actually are. Father God, despite what might be going on, what might surround us, in you, Father God, it is a beautiful, beautiful day in the neighborhood. So Lord, we just commit ourselves to you. I commit my conversation, Father God, and the conversations that I'm going to have to you, and I ask that you have your divine way. And as always, Holy Spirit, I welcome you into this space, into this heart, and I welcome you into every lounge room and home that is watching in, that is linked in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Fantastic. And it is a beautiful day in the neighborhood, okay? If you are here with us in Sydney, Australia, the sun is shining. It's getting a little bit cooler, okay? I heard um, Nicola Douglas say that it is freezing in Melbourne, but we already know that. It's probably hot and humid in Indonesia. I have no idea what the weather is like in New York on that east coast or what it's like on the west coast. I have no idea what's happening in uh, Europe. I really pray that... Um, of course, the daffodils should have come and almost gone by now, right? I have been in England at different times for colour, in springtime, gone for a walk. The daffodils have flowered and then wilted like it's springtime, and then suddenly it starts to sleet, snow. Ah! So anyway, praise God. Um, you know what? I woke up this morning. I'm going to just go right there. Um, actually, in the bathroom, I started to really feel the presence of God. I actually felt a little bit nervous today for some reason. I don't know why. There's nothing scary about you girls. But um, I just was reminded of Hebrews, where um, the Word of God, this Word speaks to our souls, and it reminds us that He is what? He is the author and the finisher of our faith. And in the Amplified Bible translation, which I have loved for many, many years, 
it doesn't just say that it amplifies it, it enlarges it, it gives you greater meaning and context. And it literally says that he is the author, the source, and the finisher of our faith. And then it reminds us to pay attention to the sacrifice that our amazing God made so that we actually don't lose sight because he never lose sight for the joy that was before him in he endured. And so I just want to remind us girls, if I may, hallelujah, lovely to see so many of you, by the way. Um, I just want to remind us that he is the author and he is the finisher. But in the middle, he is the source, and let's never forget that. And a lot of life, if I may say this, a lot of life happens from the beginning, you know, where our life begins or our life in Christ begins. A lot of, a lot of life happens between there and the very end. A lot of life, a lot of life that needs um, the grace of God. Amen. The mercy of God, the goodness of God, the kindness of God, the provision of God. There's a lot of life between those two bookends, amen, the author and the finisher, the beginning and the end, amen, the alpha and omega. There's a lot of life that happens in there that needs uh, the presence of God, the presence of his word and the Holy Spirit. And when I was in the bathroom this morning trying to get myself together, praise the Lord, um, I felt heaven remind me to look to the side and to be reminded that the Holy Spirit is there. He's here with me today, and he's here in what I am feeling, in Jesus' name. But I'm feeling good, all right, in Jesus' name. Have we prayed? I prayed, didn't I? Did I pray? Someone tell me, did I pray? <laughs> I'm sure I prayed. Okay, how was your Mother's Day? I'm not going to prattle for too long, but how was your Mother's Day? If you are a mum, and if you're a woman at Hillsong Church, and it was Mother's Day in your nation, then we always love to remember and speak into the life of all the women in our world, not just the biological mums, but you know the deal, girls. This is, my, this is my thing. I chose this a lot of years ago. I thought, you know what? All the women in our house are legends, whether they are biological mums or not, and you're all worthy of honour. And you're all like maternal mother hearts. And it doesn't matter whether you're 80 or 18, you know, 60 or 16, you can actually exemplify the heart of Christ and the maternal caring heart of God. And you can actually be a mother in the faith, like all the legends of old. Amen. So I hope that you had a good time. And I think one little highlight for me was that the kids came over because we're able to in Australia, two adults and children. And so the kids came over for Mother's Day lunch, which never happens. And I've, I don't think I've been home for Mother's Day for a decade because I'm always overseas doing colour. And um, yeah, so it was very special. And I know that was special for many of you to be able to celebrate and spend time. And, um, and Laura walked in and she's so cute. Sorry if I only talk about Laura's about, but you know what? She's within close range in this ISO season. Um, she walks in and she goes, oh, mum, it smells like Christmas. It smells like Christmas. And the truth is, it really didn't smell like Christmas. I, I mean, I bought barbecue chickens from Round Corner. There was nothing profound. But it is amazing when you do roast potatoes and oil and salt and rosemary. It smells like Christmas. And then I think I may have mentioned and said that by the end of lunch, my feet felt like Christmas. So you know that feeling. And all the mums who know what sore feet feel like on Christmas or any celebration day maybe it's thanksgiving for you in the united states and canada who knows hands up if you know what your feet feel like at christmas praise the lord all right one thing <laughs> who am i seeing down here i'm seeing some cute people margaret stunt i should get margaret stunt on this hey fantastic i love this praise god 
Okay, just one little housekeeping. Girls, Thursday Sisterhood, welcome to all our students also around the world. But um, I just, uh, before I forget, I just want to keep pointing you to, um, uh, what is it? An Instagram site. <laughs> Help me, Jesus. Um, so it's our Ad Hills Ad Hillsong Sisterhood AU, which is our Australian um, sisterhood site. There's lots of ones like some of the different campuses have their own, and that's good because they can talk specifically to you and give you information. But the Hillsong one is where we gather, and I just want you get to get in the habit of following that because um, going forward, who knows? I might throw this morning to someone else, and they can go in on that account because it's got a, a little bit more. Um, it's a little bit more expansive and um, then you're all on the page but um, I've been getting that with we have been always say we everyone say we we're in this together it's never I I I it's we but um we have been getting some of the campus um, pastors around Aussie to do these two minute two minute hellos these little exhortations a little moment of inspiration a little bit of creativity anything inspiring just talk it's hard to just talk for two minutes, but they've been doing so good. So if you go onto that site, you can see some of the girls and get to know them. And this week, Nicola Douglas was on, Danny J, Kylie and Sarah Karoya. And Nick, Nick just talked about noise, about the noise factor in this season, how we can either dial in in the right way or dial out. Danny J, <laughs> Danny, can you, I can't believe you did that. You were amazing. She was talking about getting on the health train and was doing a little bit of exercise in the process. But basically saying, do something for yourself. So cute. Kylie Damaro, whose face I miss, um, was talking about new habits and old habits or new habits and bad habits and gave us some insight to how long it takes to actually develop a habit, a good habit or a bad habit. And Sarah Correo talked about stargazing and making memories with her children. So again, I just want you girls <coughs> to follow that. Okay. My darlings, all right, I can see Catherine Ram down there. I can see, oops, now I've got letters. How do I get rid of that? Oh my gosh, how do I get rid of that? Hmm, just hit the button, Bobby. Oh, how do I get, oh, there it is. My keyboard came up. Okay, okay, I'm not gonna give you a whole lot of silly praise um, highlights, silly highlights. But I, had, I do have a praise story that is kind of a highlight for me. So can I read it to you? And I think it will bless you. And the funny thing is, I have a thought in my heart. And last night I was thinking, okay, whew, is this correct, Lord? And then I forgot that I had received this beautiful um, text letter. And it was perfect. Okay, so this is actually written to Cass and Richard and Langton and the whole creative team. But she says, um, this Mother's Day, this Mother's Day, last Sunday, this Mother's Day was not one I was too excited about. My family had been in a rather big breakdown these past months, and this day seemed sore. Okay, isn't that kind of a lovely way to put it? It just felt sore. It felt a little bit broken and tender. And that happens in life sometimes, girls. Stuff happens. We're wounded, we bleed, we bruise easily. Humanity bruises, e uh, bruises easily. And then you begin to repair. But sometimes the wound is still a little bit sore and the memory of it can remind us of more. So she says, this day became a little bit sore for her. However, when I sat down to listen to Bobby's preaching of the word of God, which I spoke on Sunday morning, Laura in the evening, but she says, when I sat down to listen to Bobby's preaching of the word of God, which thank you, she says, which was amazing, so thank you. Um, the thing that preached to me the most was not the words. I was astounded by the beauty and profoundness of the stage set. 
And as I was enjoying every cam again, and as I was enjoying every camera shot, I found myself touched by Jesus in the most prophetic nature of the set. She says, though I come from a divided family, I am taking the promise that my home will be a shining light that people can't unsee, that something will be so profound that they cannot not see it. She says that welcome home will be the testimony of my life and that whoever enters will leave refreshed and in full blossom, that the light of the world, Jesus, will be the very thing that sustains it all. She writes, this Sunday morning, I found heavenly hope and healing in the lines of neon flex. Okay, the neon flex, the house, the shape, the roof, the door open, um, the welcome home sign. She says, this Sunday morning, I found heavenly hope and healing in the lines of neon flex. In a season where my relationship with words has been hard hit, God spoke to me in a way that was reserved for his restoration alone. And to seal the whole thing, the music video of the new song, The Invitation, got me in tears. She says, I love our church. She writes, I think it's easy to get excited about the next thing to create in a vibrant community that we are a part of. Sometimes it's easy, but sometimes it's easy to forget why we do the very thing that we do. And if we never stop and sit on the receiving side or bring people in, our perspective, our perspective might be the thing that is hardest hit. I'm just so thankful to be part of a church who does remember, who does ponder over and steward the word of God and the breath of God. She writes, it is visible, impacting and life-changing. And she says, thank you for your obedience. So you know what, that's a beautiful praise letter, right? And um, it is to all of us, to everyone who contributes, who turns up, who, whether you're hands-on in the creation of the house of God and that welcome home, and at the moment it's a fine-tuned team who are actually contributing to online church experience, but there's so many behind the scene who are loving on people and calling people and keeping community alive and just being amazing. And so that praise letter belongs to you together amen to us together and i just want to give a shout out and you know the funny thing about that set if you do recall it might we might hang around for a wee while is i have seen that the team gave me like a, a little bit of a visual i said this is what we're thinking and I, this is weeks ago i was like yeah that's that's beautiful it'll work of course it'll work and then i wrote my message not realizing they'll be talking so much and being able to point over my shoulder to that house and to the framework and the whole idea that you know what maybe Maybe it feels a little bit like God has put us in timeout. Timeout, global timeout, collective timeout, so we can ponder the things that are really important. And this woman, um, this beautiful person, is really giving expression to that. Amen? All right. Praise the Lord. Clap your hands if you like that idea. Okay, so my one thought for this morning, and that's going to lead into a little bit of a beautiful conversation with a couple of girls. Um, <clears throat> again, got beautiful, beautiful feedback last week from our conversation with Belinda and Katrina. So once again, thank you. A conversation which, if you've missed, it's actually filed down in the IGTV file inside my thing. Um, <clears throat> but a conversation that talked about for, um, flying solo and sometimes finding ourselves in um, unexpected places. And so I know that that conversation was beautiful, measured, God-breathed, gracious. 
actually gracious and respectful, and I know that it actually ministered to a lot of people. But somewhere in that conversation, um, the thought or the comment about the gift of hospitality, hospitality being a gift, um, was mentioned. And I actually remember a lot of you actually saying amen to that and echoing that on the chat line. And so I thought, <coughs> excuse me, I thought it might just be nice for a few moments to encourage and to chat around the idea or the architecture of hospitality. The idea or the architecture of hospitality. And you know, girls, to be honest, it is a big thought. Okay, hospitality. And some of you are like switching off right now and you need to not switch off. You need to stay attentive. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, sorry, I'm not getting bossy, but I'm just saying, you think, eh? Oh, here we go, Proverbs 31 message. No, 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 no. Um, the idea of hospitality, it's a big thought. Entire books have been written about it. Um, people write blogs about it. In fact, late last night, and I thought this was affirming, um, I was talking to Steve Dixon, Pastor Steve Dixon in, uh, in Queensland, in, in Brisbane, and he, um, I saw on his thing, his feed, that he had done a blog actually about tables. Some of the guys are doing just blogs and things in this season. And uh, he was talking about table. So fantastic. But here's the thing, I actually really, really do think that hospitality um, is an art form. It's actually an art form that is reflective of heaven. It is reflective of heaven. Um, it's an art form, like Jesus said, do you know what? I go to prepare a place for you. I go to prepare a place for you. And I go and prepare a place, I'll surely come again. Not talking about that so much, but he go, has gone to prepare a place for us. And in many ways, I think that hospitality is beautiful. It's like building a story. It's like building a house, a home, a table. It's about building a canvas. I believe that within the architecture of hospitality, which I think is at the very essence of the gospel, it is at the very essence, like I said, it is reflective of the heart of God. Um, we find design, we find intent, we find purpose, so many things. And so on Sunday morning, I said that um, I had this comment at the back end and I said, you know, in some ways, like everything has changed in the season. Everything has changed, but then in other ways, nothing has changed. There are some things that have definitely changed, but some things haven't changed, like mission and commission and mandate and vision. Those things have not changed. The desire for the followers of Christ to rise up and God's desire for us to actually be strong, that hasn't changed. And so when it comes to you and I, girls, when it comes to our sisterhood, Hillsong sisterhood and friends and color and all of that, okay, we're all included in this, okay, one big family. Um, our mission and our mandate has not changed. It remains. So part of the current language of that is that of friendship, community, and cause. And um, I, I seem to have this new word, conundrum. I don't know if I'm using it correctly, but I wrote down here the conundrum of the COVID season is that we are being conditioned to isolation. We are being conditioned to distance. Amen. That's a whole new world. Yet strangely, the season is causing us to value and reevaluate how much connection actually means to us. Amen. So I have got two girls lined up. I have. And they're beautiful. They are both, they are both designers. They are both artists in their field, just great girls. And the general consensus about both is that their homes, all right, so keep in mind that letter that, that I just read to you from that beautiful woman, 
okay, what was resonating in her heart. The consensus around me is that both of these women, um, their homes are like an oasis for others, all right? Very different. They're at different stages of life. The noise and the mayhem and the mess might look different, but people say that their homes are an oasis. So we're gonna to talk to Noodle Scott, many of you love Noodle, Noodle Snoodle, and Leanne Thomas in the city campus, okay? So I'm gonna go in and I'm going to invite Noodle to come to the table, amen. All right, praise the Lord. Amen, I'm pushing the button. This happens every week. <sighs> Keep smiling. It's a beautiful day. Everyone's saying it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Why is that not pushing? Oh no, now I've got filters. Help me, Jesus. All right, push the button, Bobby. Hallelujah. Are you all singing for me? Why? It's like my little button won't do it. <gasps> Hallelujah, there she is. All right. Waiting for Noodle. I'm here. <laughs> I was like, I hope I did it right on my end. <laughs> you did it right on your end. For some reason, my fingers just will not push those little faces when you invite people in. Too oh, funny. It's so funny. So uh, well, you get to see my face every Thursday on this, but um, yeah, I, I don't know when I saw you last. I saw you in a Zoom meeting. We were talking about something. How are you, babe? I'm good. Big you thumbs look up. pretty. Yeah, thank you. Got the hair out today. Special for the yeah, girls. I it's true, I don't actually see your hair out. It's usually in a really cute knot on the top. Okay, I know this is completely shallow, but we're all in need of a little bit of maintenance. Like, I have no eyebrows. Like, I don't have eyebrows anyway, and then they, they're, like, grey and gone, and it's just, like, a miracle finding them. But anyway, no one cares about that. All right, man. Okay, we've just got a few minutes. I've got to watch the time, okay, because we tend to yeah. travel tour away. But it's nice. No one's complaining. No one's going anywhere. Anyway, so baby girl, just by way of introduction for those who don't know you, like everyone who's been on, um, you are, what do I always say? I'm, like, you are known by many and loved by all, and that is the truth. But you are married, for those who don't know, Casey, um, Noodle is married to Casey. Amen, who is just a trick. And I actually wanted to have him on here, but he's gone to do some work in the city. Uh, yeah, you have two little boys. You have two beautiful little boys, Blue Valentine and Wolfie. Is that correct? Yep. <laughs> I know that. I actually know that. <laughs> but just tell the girls how old they are. Uh, Blue is nine and Wolfie's yep. six. That's right. He's yes. the same age. Um, Wolfie's the same age as Jack Boy. Yeah. And uh, you were, very, and I mean, I'm not going to go there, but you were really sick when you were carrying. It was Wolfie, right? You were, you were yeah. very sick with Wolfie, and you spent a lot of time in hospital. But you were so devoted, and you were so diligent, and you were so wanting to like not abandon ship, even though you were terribly sick. You actually worked on so much stuff for Color in that season, and so I'm always um, indebted to that. Okay, just as an aside. Okay, Blue, Valentine, and Wolfie are great names. Yeah. Are you up? For t you've, got, you've got some crazy, um, you've got some nephews who have got crazy names also, right? Yeah, yeah, we do, actually. Casey's um, sister has four boys. 
Yeah. So um, the- Archie's the oldest. That's cool. Arch- Buster. Buster. Rowdy. Rowdy. And Dodge. <laughs> and Dodge. And what and what did your mother or grandmother say to you when you named <laughs> Blue Valentine or you named Wolfie or what? Can you it remember? Casey, yeah, it was Casey's grandma. She um she was she goes to a hairdressing salon. She's quite elderly and she goes to a hairdressing salon and she says to Casey, Oh, I have to make I have to make Oh no, we've lost you. I have to make up fake names for my grandkids because I'm too embarrassed to tell everyone in the town the new name, the real names. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she was, she was making up names. I love that. <laughs> um, you're a designer. For the girls, you're a designer and our comms team, a very valued designer. And, of course, you are an ally with me and the team um, in all things colour, and I love that. And so, um, I, you know, there's a, a direction I want to go this morning. <clears throat> but um, so, like, anything is anything amusing been happening in your house of late? Like, what about last night? That was kind of funny. Well, I, <laughs> I've never been invited to an Insta Live before. So, I mean, <laughs> I think at about 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, you text me and you were like, do you know how to accept a request? And I was like, oh, I hadn't really thought about it. I just thought it would be really easy. And it was in the end. But I had a face mask on because I was just, I don't know, ISO life trying to clear the skin a bit. And then um, <laughs> I raced out to the lounge room and I said, Casey, quick, give me your phone and go on Insta Live so that I can practice accepting a request or practice requesting to go on to Bobby's Insta for tomorrow. Anyway, so within seconds, um, you were live. Yeah, within seconds he was live, and then he had his like his people, you know, like Laura and Pete Togs and Lauren and JD and the Crockers all just quickly join on, like straight away. And before we knew it, there was like twenty people watching, and I just had this face mask on, and I'm going, I'm just trying to practice how to request a thing. <laughs> I know because you actually can't practice. It's like when it happens, it happens. <laughs> I know. And I, I was telling you a story. I'll tell the girls. So did you know I was watching Priscilla Shira? And there's so many going on. And sometimes I pop in and then they see my name ad and then they, some of our team get really excited. And I'm like, I don't have time to stay. But anyway, everyone's staying today. But um, I saw Priscilla Shira trying to um, invite her brother to her conversation quite intentionally. And she was having a meltdown and she accidentally hit and accepted a random person and suddenly she's having a complete utter random conversation with a complete stranger and she was so gracious and lovely and basically um the people it made their life because Priscilla Shira famous Priscilla had um had um gone live with them all right enough 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 praise the lord okay so here's the deal Yeah. We're talking about architecture and hospitality and, and what have you. So, Noodle Darling, you may not think this of yourself, but um, your home does have magnetic appeal. It actually does. It's like a hub of activity for all the friends. Um, and a lot of that, I'm told, has to do with Casey, with your husband, who's just kind of a wild card. Yeah. I was really hoping that he would come on with us, but anyway. Um, so in context of what I've been saying, in context of architecture and design and invitation and hospitality, tell us about the funny guy that you're married to and how he approaches, how he approaches life and people and entertainment and hospitality, if you can. 
Yeah, I think um, I got thrown into this hospitality thing by default because it's definitely in his DNA. And by <laughs> age, I'm kind of a bit of an introvert, so I'm not a, as much of a really? big of him. But um, he's a renovator by trade and like a builder <laughs> renovator by trade. And he just finished this house for us, which is beautiful and I love it and it's everything I could dream of. But in creating and designing this home, he his main goal was to make it an entertaining space. So from the very beginning, this house, right. it's so lovely to hear people say things like that because it would just make his, it would make his day to hear that because it was his goal. Like he would sacrifice luxuries and living quarters on, on our end, like smaller bedrooms, wardrobe space, all of that kind of stuff to make sure that the living area was big and he kept was like can we build on an extra deck to make sure that we can fit people right. if we've got a lot of people around we can open the doors and they can slow out um yeah it's just it, it's just literally in his it's in his dna so he thinks and breathes it all the time um there was a lot of focus on our living entertaining space to make sure there was enough room for like he's bought a 10 seater table so we were always we always had like a small kind of four seater table previously because we we hadn't didn't have the luxury of the space but um, he went straight out we had we our furniture was getting moved in literally that day he drove the truck out all the way out to um, I'm not sure where it was it was the warehouse way out just because there was a ten seater table that had a floor in it so it was on sale to make sure that he had space to put food and like. And, like, just, you know, for people to sit. And anyway, yeah, it's just, it's the way he is. But the thing I love most about him, I think, is um, about that trait is that his hospitality isn't, it's not, even though he's provided this, he's built this home and he's made it for that reason, his, his hospitality trait goes with him everywhere. So yeah, really? it's not like he doesn't need to be at home to serve people and to be there for people. So uh, if you live in Glenhaven, you're probably privy to this. He'll just often uninvited turn up to your house and cook you a meal. Like basically like w helps himself into anyone's kitchen, goes in there, starts cooking them a meal. We'll bring the ingredients with him sometimes. Sometimes they won't. Sometimes he won't. <laughs> but, but it's, it's, he's a funny guy. But, yeah, I just love his heart and I love his heart for people and I love that um, – as well, he doesn't he doesn't see it in himself either. So like, really? he just often thinks that this is what people are like all the time. He's like, oh, is this just what you do? And I'm like, it's actually not. A lot of people don't do this. A lot of people don't make people feel at home in their home. Like, in the most awkward and uncomfortable situations, he just brings a sense of home and friendliness and unjudgment. Un what's the word? Non-judgment. Non <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like. I can't, yeah, he's everything I'm not. <laughs> well, that's what makes marriage lovely. Yeah. That is what makes marriage lovely. I know you kids, you're, you know, you've grown up with my, my tribe and um, sometimes you'll come over here when we're not around and I use our place because <laughs> we have a little bit of space and you cook yeah. and I love it actually. I love it. And it, like, so, yeah. So um, what was I trying to say? Like he doesn't see that in himself. That's kind of remarkable because oftentimes in life, the very things that are inherent within us that are part of who we are and a part of the God gift actually within our lives, we actually don't see it. Like I look at you, sweetheart, as a designer. I think you're an architect 
of embrace. I think you're an architect of making people feel comfortable. I know that when we work together on, on projects, that is important. It's like, is this inviting? Is this drawing people in? And you often don't see that. You're actually quite prophetic, I believe. I trust the God drop within you. I trust that you understand that measure and, um, and that you bring it to, you know, the proverbial table. It's amazing. And so, so is he like, is he kind of like anxious in the season? I'll just ask this question, like, because he can't have oceans of people over. He, um, at first he struggled a lot with that, I have to say, but he's been lucky enough to keep his job still able, he's still able to do his job and he works with friends. So that's good. But, um, but yeah, he um, he definitely is a people person. He loves having people over, but he's been trying to find other ways. I think to you know the Zooms and FaceTime and like all of that. They we had a Zoom chat with our closest friends in the first couple of weeks, which was really good. They we did a John and Vinny's recipe, and we all cooked the same food and got dressed up and all yeah. like so. It was just kind of like everyone else had the bare minimum, and Casey had. <laughs> Massive, like he laid out a table, <laughs> and it was just the two of us. It was hilarious. I love that. But, okay. Um, the restrictions, the restrictions have been a huge blessing to him. Just being able to have, you know, a couple people over and their kids. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, just one question as we finish up. I'm like, <clears throat> number one, like, how can I pray for you? How can I pray for you? How can the girls pray for you in this season? Um, and um, yeah, is there is there some way that we can do that for you? Like, I know I just thought of it. I just thought, how can we pray for for Noodle and I your feel family? So incredibly blessed in this season. I'm oh my goodness. Um, I guess the thing <laughs> that I, that we're struggling with the most at the moment is the and and then a lot of women are so. I mean, include all the mums in this, but it's the the homeschooling thing. It's the yeah. trying to do the 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 work and the kids and the making yeah. sure that they're keeping up to date with all of their schoolwork and yeah sometimes I guess you just like you just feel like you're a bit of a mum fail <laughs> but you're not a mum fail I think we're all in the same boat and we're all trying to do the best we can so I don't think our children are going to judge us when they look back on the season they're just going to love us and you know we do we do need to pray for for those who don't you know who's there their fuse is a little shorter because maybe they don't have the same grip on faith and the same foundations that we have. And yeah. I know personally that there's a lot of, um, you know, domestic violence has gone through the roof in this season. So, you know, as a sisterhood, we've got lots to pray about. We can talk about all the lovely things and that, but there's some really, really um, critical issues going on. Just one thing, last thing, and then I'll, I'll sign out and we'll get um, Leanne, your friend and buddy, <clears throat> Leanne on. But, um, so, you know, as an artist, as a, as a graphic designer, and we're all still working, we're still creating these things that are, <coughs> excuse me, in process. Like, is solitude being a blessing to you? Because I also know that creativity and being with others, creativity inspires creativity. So when you went with others, and I know for me it's a little bit encumbered because you can't have the one-on-one -on -one conversation. So is it working for you or against you or are you just loving both sides of the season? Um, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do know what you're saying. And I did struggle with it at first. I think, I think like many of us, like you get, you, you're all of us because you're isolated like that. Like it, yeah. there was no kind of, and so for me, you, you're right. Collaboration is such a huge thing and we've got such an amazing team. But um, over the days, the weeks, we've learned to, communicate with each other over different yeah different yeah. digital mediums and and 
now I think we've got to a level where we're we're doing a pretty good job of that. Right. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I joke a little bit. I call like the online church our third color conference. Like our we had two here. But um, but I am looking forward to the day that we can go back into the office and be together. Even like you and I sitting together and just you know it's different when you're in person. I feel like and I know it just everything becomes a little bit more encumbered. Yeah, you know on 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 text on like anything. But um, and I and I do I I do believe that creative souls together we you know we wing off each other. This is true of anything in life. Friendship. It's just there's this winging together and this conversation and that. But anyway, I love you, baby girl. And it seems like your Wi-Fi works, so that's a miracle. Yes. <laughs> you know, and, um, yeah, if I get my act together, I'm actually going to do, do something for Sweden later this afternoon, but I really should go for a walk, and I'll walk past your house and give you a whistle. Yes. <laughs> That'll be me if you hear that. <laughs> I'll go for the ear out. All right, darling girl, I love you. So you go love out, you. and then I'm going to invite um, Leanne in. Is that all right? Yep, see, baby girl, you're the best. Bye. <clears throat> She's so good. Amen. All right. Oops, there she is, just like that. <clears throat> Amen. Just waiting for Leanne to come in. Hi. Hi. There Hi. you are. How are you? <laughs> Oh, you look awesome. I haven't seen you forever. Oh, it's been ages, hey. When did I last see you? Was it Christmas Eve or something? Gosh. New Year's Eve. Yeah, New Year's Eve. Eve. Yeah, ridiculous. But I don't, see... feel dis I don't feel distant from you. No, no. Yeah. No, I think that's the beauty of this, isn't it? We have these phones that attach us all. So that, that's yeah. been such a blessing. Such a blessing. Lord, help us if the uh, oh, my phone system went down. Like, then we'd be like... We'd be in no. the dark ages, girls. Let's not pray for that in Jesus' name, amen. So anyway, lovely. Where are you sitting? Tell me where you're sitting. Sitting in my, my little space. So this is my space. little art room that I have. Oh. It's all a mess. So I'm sitting in here. It's the best light and it's nice and quiet. The rest of the house has got people buzzing in and out and a big dog walking around. So. <laughs> yes. So oh, my gosh. We really do need to see your dog, but maybe not. You know, he'll probably he may not. walk through at some stage and then I'll show you. She's <laughs> like a giant shadow sort of walking. Yeah. If you see, people, if you see a horse walk past, it's not a horse. It's your great totally. dame. Totally. It's your great dame that, that your great husband dame. said has flatulence problems these days. It's actually, actually, it's getting worse too. We don't know what to do. Joe said that you throw a blanket on him at night to like contain it. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, there, might, there might be some, there might be some girls listening on and going, that's what I need to do. I need to throw more blankets on my husband or my teenage sons who just like totally. talk through their back end too much. Yeah, totally. praise God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway okay for those who don't know you and again many do um uh leanne beautiful you're married to dr joe <laughs> who dr. how long have you guys been married how long have you been 25 25 my gosh you're just babies well got married late probably like i was well not too late i was not 20, too late 27 28 Oh, that's not too bad. That's very no, good, actually. It's not that bad. Perfect. Yeah. 
Well, I feel like an old woman. I've been married 43 years. That's How's amazing. That it's oh, anyway, it's not about me. It's about you. Um, and so Joe is, um, he's an elder in our church and they've served faithfully and beautifully in the city campus. You've got two amazing children, Bella and Will. Yeah. And um, many will know and love Bella because she at different times has been a face, one of the beautiful faces in the color story. And she's actually a very successful young girl in her field at the moment. What's Will up to these days? Will is doing construction management at uni and he just landed a job yesterday. So he can work for days and have one day at uni. And it's the most amazing job. Like it's beyond what we've prayed for. Did you so say construction? Think, yeah, he works in construction management. So it's like he's working with a building firm. Wow. And um, yeah, so it's beyond beyond our prayers it's it's Thank actually you. awesome beautiful if if i was to describe you with a few words leanne you'll be embarrassed i would say gracious <laughs> i would say calm i would say poised but definitely say classy and wise <laughs> <laughs> and basically we all want to be like you when we grow up amen i just saw Cass langton say amen to that so incredible all right so um Time-wise here, for me, I'm the one who manages this well and sometimes not well. Um, anything amusing been happening in your family? Or what's it like being married to a doctor in a pandemic? Ah. Wow. Well, <laughs> I guess initially when all this happened, sort of early March, really, wasn't it? We had yeah. colour and then it all happened. So, yeah, I think when it happened, we were walking around a little bit wide-eyed and like what's going on and I, I guess he was feeling for him that this was going to be a big season. Um, yeah. It was mystery and it was unknown. So he was walking into the dark, I think he felt, yeah. and, and he felt like he, there was just a lot to work out, a lot to think through, a lot to learn. So he would go to work and then come home and do webinars. And I think a lot of the doctors in the country would have been doing yeah, the same right. thing because they were just all learning yeah. how to navigate this season. Yeah. So, look, it, it's settled now. I think there's sort of more of a normality to his work life. But, you know, it's still um, sussing out if people have symptoms and they can't really come in the surgery. So, yeah. yeah, so all of that. But I think ultimately, you know, the frontline frontline is definitely the hospital system. So those doctors and nurses are working <clears throat> unbelievably in un unbelievable circumstances. So, yeah. Yeah, and I, I do think, to be, to be serious on that note, um, you know, like the world hasn't really seen what the relaxing of restrictions looks like. Yeah. And we don't want to, like, think the worst. We want to have faith to believe that things are going to be good. Yeah. But no, no one in the world knows quite what that might deliver. And people are funny. You know, people... Some people are so regimented and, and they just uh, they do what they're, um, you know, advised to. And others just, I know, they just somehow think this doesn't apply to me. Yeah. And they break all the rules and they forget yeah. easily. And so uh, just interesting days. But um, we love to go yeah. I think it's just being aware of those around us, isn't it? You know, and what yeah. my impact has on other people. So I think that's... Yeah, awesome. I think everyone makes mistakes. They just don't yeah. realise, you know. It's like we're very yeah. tactile. So we've learnt this new habit. Like Kylie was talking about what it takes to, you know, make create a new habit, Kylie, tomorrow. But then um, we're going to have to learn relearn other habits coming out. But anyway, that aside, I'm not really talking True. about that. So, 
so Baby true. Girl, when, when I was um, thinking aloud on the weekend about today and what we might talk about, um, my Laura, my Laura said, oh, mum, oh, mum, oh, mum. You know what? Leanne Thomas always has an open house, always has an open table. And so I just want you to share with the girls. And again, it's a big subject and we can't begin to give it total due diligence. But for you, um, like, share what inspires you in that context of table and hospita hospitality and family. Has it, um, is it something that has come naturally? Is it something that was um, example to your life? Or is it something that you've actually grown and developed yourself? I mean, you're a classy girl to start with, so it's going to be a little bit natural. But, like, tell us, tell us what inspires you. Yeah. It's interesting, Bobby. It hasn't come naturally. Like, initially, you know, I grew up in a family of four people and it was just us four and sort of no more, really, um, at, at our dinner table. And so that's how I grew up. But I think maybe that was the catalyst to wanting something different. So there was maybe a bit of a vision of, well, you know, other people have extended family and they have... Wow lots of people at their tables and interestingly I married into a, a, an Indian family that is an extended family right. and has a lot of people at their tables so I think way back then there was I didn't have it but maybe there was a vision for it so I think you know when you have a vision for something you slowly move towards it whether you're conscious of that or not so um yeah, so I, I always had a picture of what would it be like to have all these people. It, even if I had more siblings at our table, it would have been amazing, I thought. So, uh, yeah, so little by little, you know, when we first got married, I couldn't cook. I, I just <laughs> was terrible. I, I never learned to do it growing up. Mum did all the cooking and I just ate the food. So I had to learn to cook and I just remember getting sort of basic cooking books. I remember getting Jamie Oliver's Learn How to Cook book and he would break it all down into steps and I thought, I can do that. And I think it just kind of grew from there, you know, and it just, then it was like, you know, our kids came along and, and as they're getting older and going through school, I just thought I, I want them in our home. You know, I'd rather them here than when not knowing where they're going or or, yeah. or that. So I, I just thought, well, food works <laughs> so just being able to feed their friends and have them for dinner and and that still happens so you know it's sort of six o'clock comes around and there's knocks on the door and there's people walking in the door and you know not through this season but I know that we can have more of that again soon so um I think we can have up to five people at the moment to our house so yeah so glimmers of light that that can all happen again so yeah so, like, that's, that's obviously a discipline, isn't it? Like, to go, I mean, like, I had three children. They brought people home. Um, our house was, like, the youth group. But sometimes as a parent, to, you have to decide that and discipline yourself that you're going to do that because sometimes it's, like, hard work. Yeah. And it's an investment. Not that you have to yeah. feed them a feast, but to feed them and to create a place where they want to come be at your house. It, like that is a discipline, isn't it? It is a discipline. And I think, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I had a picture for it and I just thought that would be a wonderful thing if that could take off and that could be a reality. So, yeah, so working towards that and, and I'm an introvert, so it's right. not my natural st state to kind of calm everyone. You know, I quite like being on my own and, you know, work on my own. And, and um, so, yeah, having to conjure that up a little bit. But I think, 
yeah the the result and the vision sort of outweighs the way you're feeling necessarily and i think if if someone's sitting here listening and they're thinking oh gosh i just feel like a total fail i feel like i wasted that season i wasn't i was a grumpy pants i i I couldn't be bothered i couldn't make it happen always no condemnation and there's always a path forward you know and so um i mean it can sound so romantic (laughs) Like it can sound romantic, but sometimes, it, like it's just it's the w- w- warmth and the welcome. See, I by nature have have been a little bit of a perfectionist, so I get stressed at the idea that people are coming over because I want it to be beautiful, <laughs> like perfect. Not per- well, yeah, maybe perfect. I don't know. And then I had to discipline myself that oh my gosh, if they came early, what the heck? You're early. You can't possibly come inside. I'm not ready. I haven't wipe the bench down I haven't you know I am that person and I admit it but I have to like consciously go stop it Bobby stop it yeah like if people turn up early you know and even now when I hold functions here and I know that they're all coming you know at six o'clock or something like um like at conference time we always have like family night and all the leads come over and everything before conference begins because it's you know whatever and I've and I've got some of the girls helping me and I'm like Faster, faster, faster. And then I'm like, oh, please stop it. It doesn't matter. No. no, and I don't walk into people's homes and judge a mess here or there. I don't, no. I don't do that. No. So why would I think that people would do that of me? Yeah. So that, that's yeah. something that I've learned. Hey, real just um, quickly, we were chatting last night on text. And uh, you said that the season for you as an artist, because you're a stunning artist, those those current red things that you're doing at the moment are red. <laughs> those red things. That red Love series. Love the it. series. Yep. Stunning. Thank um, you. But you said that God in a season has surprised you in context yeah. of your art. Tell us. Yeah, I just feel like this season has been an amazing, like I've had the best season painting in 17 years. And I'm, I'm trying to kind of work out what that has been. And I think, Yes, there's been just a singular focus. Uh, this is all I do. I mean, this is all I ever do, but there's a life going on outside of that. So some of that life on outside has quietened down and it's just this single focus to be able to do what I do. But I think it's also um, a marrying of, you know, my imagination with the skill that I've learned. So it's 17 years of skill to be able to outwork what I imagine. And I feel like that has married. And I feel like, I mean, there's always a long way to go, but I just, you know, it's taken 17 years to feel like that. So oftentimes it's been a push and it's been, there's been seasons with it where I haven't necessarily felt like it, but, you know, and I was just thinking just before we, we chatted, you know, Brian's message of do, you know, to fulfill what's in your heart, use what's mm-hmm. in your hand. So, you know, for me, this is what's in my hand and, and this is what's been in my heart. So finally I feel like the skill has caught up in lots of ways. But that's a long time staying in the same, you know, staying at my post really. Yeah. And that's the nature yeah. of life. There's wisdom there. That's, there's, yeah. It's like sometimes we want everything overnight. We want the rush. We, want, we just want to have it all yesterday. Yeah. And God doesn't work like that. He doesn't work like that. And so there's I think layers and layers and layers. I think there's a bit of I think we're in a grace zone. I mean, it's a yeah. horrific zone for many people. It's a wake yeah. up call for many, I think. Yeah. You know the deal. But I think 
Um, it's also, <clears throat> I think God's given the planet a, a grace zone. Time to take a breath and reevaluate, evaluate, which is kind of what I was talking about. All right, quick, I'm going to let you go, darling girl. Just tell, tell, tell them what you told me about your plan for this coming Sunday. I don't know. You, it's, or, it's your, just, or your design. A bit like a, a, you know, a thought or a vision again of just what a Sunday could look like. And, and now that we can have five people to our house, we're going to have a couple over on Sunday, watch the service together and then have lunch together. And I thought, what a lovely thing that is. I mean, imagine if we could have Sunday lunches. And, yeah. you know, while we can't meet in big gatherings, we can meet in smaller gatherings. But there's something about the table and eating together watching a service, being able to talk about it afterwards, share some food. How wonderful. I love it. You're the best. I love you, you I'm praying for you. <laughs> Enjoy the family that you've been blessed. So thanks for thanks coming on. on. I love thanks you. Thanks you soon. <laughs> okay, baby. Bye. Bye. Okay. Lovely. All right. We're nearly done, girls. You know what? The definition of hospitality is literally the friendly and generous reception and entertainment of guests and visitors or strangers. Isn't that lovely? I saw a quote that says, true hospitality is when people leave feeling better about themselves and not better about you. Amen. It's a huge subject. I think when we get back to life and normal, we should do a whole little teaching series on it. And I just want to like finish this morning and just read to you from First Peter. And First Peter chapter 4 talks about different gifts and it talks about the gift of hospitality and practicing hospitality but it's actually rather beautiful just stay with me for a few moments and I'm going to pray for you guys um in the message it reads like this no oh, it's kind of it's kind of provoking actually it says every everything in the world is about to be wrapped up so take nothing for granted stay wide awake in prayer you know midday baby midday I need to stir that more with you girls. Midday, baby, midday. I had a conversation with um, one of our pastors from Europe. Uh, actually, last night when I was cooking some veggie soup and uh, distressed because there is so much despair and sadness and suicide and domestic violence happening in that part of the world, their nation. So we've got to still be praying, amen. Verse 8 says, most of all, love each other as if your life depended on it. Love makes up for practically anything. Be quick to give a meal to the hungry, a bed to the homeless, and cheerfully. Verse 10. Be generous with the different things that God gave you, passing them around so all get in on it. Verse 11. If what you have is words, let it be God's words. If what you have is help, let it be God's hearty help. That way, God's bright presence will be evident in everything through Jesus, and he'll get the credit as the one mighty in everything. On course to the end of time, oh yes. And then, girls, as I finish, I wasn't going to, I was going to pause there, but verse 12 says, Friends, when life gets really difficult, don't jump to the conclusion that God isn't on the job. Instead, be glad that you are in the very thick that you are in the very thick of what Christ experienced. This is a spiritual refining process with glory just around the corner. And on the weekend, I said to us, you know, the nature of timeout for a child, a naughty child or a child that's not comprehending something, um, the nature is they either come out better for the experience or they come out none the wiser. And my prayer is that we're going to come out 
way the wiser for this season. Amen. So that's all I had for you today. Conversations with two amazing women. I trust that you are well, that if you need healing in your body, that healing virtue is going to be your portion. Turn up for prayer meeting tonight, our mega prayer meeting Thursday night. Yeah. And put in your request because answers, prayers are being answered in Jesus' name. And God has got you covered. And, um, and let's never forget that. And you know what? Well, hospitality is not some secondary thing. I actually think, I just had this God thought, I think that hospita hospitality in Christ, the way that we've been talking and hinting at, is actually frontline material. Psalm 23 says, And the Lord prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And it's at that table that we break bread, we share wisdom, we inspire one another, we collaborate in our faith. Amen. We speak life over one another. And um, it, it, is, it is arsenal. It is the armor of God arsenal. And it's frontline material. And, uh, you know, I, I ask that you pray for us because we have a message as a church of welcome home. We have a message about the house of God being a reflection of the kingdom of God. And the enemy does not like that. And there are different seasons when all hell comes against us when we are speaking that message and by the grace of God, sowing it into lives. So um, remember, girls, we're on the front line. We're on the front line as a church. We're coming into critical new seasons. And I just pray that your family will be covered in prayer and that together we will pray for the body of Christ, the church. Amen his bride and this nation and the nations of the earth. Amen. So, Father, I thank you for every girl, for every family, for every situation that is happening. Lord, right now I'm just going to look right into her eyes. Amen. And tell her that she's beautiful and beloved and not forgotten. And that he's got you covered. Amen. He's got you covered. He is the author and the finisher and the source. He is the source in Jesus' name. All right, I love you. Have fun. We'll see you next week. And don't forget to um, look at the Instagram lives from, not the lives, so little, little things from the girls. Everyone do this. Praise the Lord as you go out and you're going to have a beautiful, I mean, the things that the girls have done. You know what I'm talking about. Okay. I love you. All right, bye. Take care. See you soon. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you have found it encouraging and uplifting and helpful. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes to make sure you get all of the latest episodes as soon as they're released. And if you have time, I'd love to hear from you. Write to me in the review or comments section. I look forward to being with you again next time.